Hello, everybody. Welcome once again to Drop the Mic, the Chamber podcast. I am your host, Mo Beliveau, the Executive Director of the Chamber of Commerce of East Hampton. Drop the Mic is where I get to talk to uh, chamber members, local people of interest, thought leaders, entrepreneurs, and I get to converse with them as to who they are, what they do, and most importantly, why they do it. I want to take a minute to thank our partner in this project, which is East Hampton Media. We are here today in their studio, and I'd like to thank Jeff Mastriani, the executive director, and his team, and Ryan especially is here today, Ryan Arnold, and he is production coordinator. So um, we have had a little hiatus, a little pause in our podcasting for a little bit um, as due to the pandemic, and we'll probably be talking about that a little bit as we move along. Um, but I would like to, before we get into all that big conversation, uh, we have our guests here today. Our guests today for episode 15 is President and Creative Director of Cider House Media, Lenny Applequist, Quist, Applequist, and his gorgeous, <laughs> lovely partner in life, uh, Elizabeth Applequist. And I'm sorry, I don't know your official title over at Cider House Media. I'm the VP. Vice President. Nice. Amongst so, other hats, but that's the main one. All righty. A woman of many hats. Um, I had the distinct pleasure of meeting both Lenny and Elizabeth about six years ago or so um, when I popped into their new office over on Northampton Street here in East Hampton. And I walked in and it was instantly, wow, instantly fell in love with Cider House Media and with Lenny and Elizabeth. So hopefully we'll um, get into that little bit conversation and away we go. So Lenny, Elizabeth, how the heck are you guys? We're fabulous. All things considered, yeah. doing really well. Yeah. All very well. So and tell me, who the heck are you? Give me a little <laughs> well, give me a little a information. Question. <laughs> oh boy. Who are you, sir? So the for about twenty five years living in Los Angeles, I mean I was born and raised in LA. For twenty five years I work in the film industry. And did mostly commercials and music videos. So a busy month for me, I might work 15 or so days. Um, that just was the nature of it. One of the directors I worked with had an animation studio in Toronto and had a lot of things going on the web. And that was late 90s, early 2000s. And he had this kind of cottage industry thing happening on this early version of the web. So I had this great idea. Well, I, I want to do something. I want to have something outside of what I do. And mm -hmm. it was interesting so way back then, I built a site called assistantdirectors.com with the idea that I would have a directory for the film industry worldwide where they could find crew and production services companies and production companies and ad agencies and all that. So I spent a year and a lot of my own money uh, to build that out. And I had 5,000 or so people around the world using it. And then the company that owns Variety Magazine built something much better and launched it one day. And so that was kind of that. But I had well, the bug. They have a, a wee bit more <laughs> yeah, resources. Yeah, quite a few. Yeah. And so that turned into websites for friend and family, friends and family on the side, mm. and um, then some paying clients just as kind of a hobby with a little extra cash, play money. And then when Elizabeth and I met, and I coaxed her out to the West Coast from here because she was born and raised here, uh, we kind of jumped in to, to build a business with the web design, the design and so that was probably 2009 that we yep. started. Yep. And then um, we moved here in 2013, and we can get into details why in a bit. But yeah. um, we needed to 
I mean, I had a, the choice was I could commute to New York and continue working or start something here. And I just was not interested in mm-hmm. back and forth to New York. And it was complicated the way the union works and mm-hmm. things like that. So we turned our business that we had in Los Angeles into Cider House. Basically closed shop there, right. open shop here. Nice. And yeah. And Elizabeth, who are you? Who the heck are you? That is the craziest question. Uh, well, I have done a gazillion things. A gazillion um, things. How about a little bit of from, prior, well, prior to you know your meeting Lenny? You were born and raised here in East yes. Hampton, native. Yes, girl. I, and I, I came back. Lenny and I came back in 2013. Um, well, actually, so I went to Williston, and then um, after I graduated, I went to various places in the country and and that's where I did various jobs from like I was a limo driver to um I was Cinderella at little kids birthday parties you know <laughs> and crazy things like that um acting and developed I think a a lot of I think my my character was shaped by doing so many different things right yep and when Lenny came along and I think we watched the idea of, well, it was Free Market Media Group, which became Cider House. Mm-hmm. We watched it evolve together, and I became very, really excited about that. You know, what it offered creativity. Yeah. It offered, I like being organized. It, it offered that, and there was a lot to it. Plus, you know, he came with the package, so. <laughs> it was a pretty good deal. Yeah. I, I scored pretty well. Yeah. Nice, nice. Um, so... So then I, I moved out there in 2009, and then my mom became ill in 2013. Mm-hmm. So yeah. we moved back to take care of her. And um, I honestly, as much as I loved California, it just never fit me like a glove. And there mm-hmm. was always this pull to come back to my roots mm-hmm. and be back in, in East Hampton. Mm-hmm. And so we're, I, I feel that we're just really thriving here you know as individuals and mm-hmm. we really relate to the community yes, and love do. and love 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 being a part of it nice and um so so that's kind of i don't mm-hmm. know if i answered your, your yes question. you did and so lenny were you a native of california yeah born and raised in los angeles grew up most of my life in redondo beach yeah surf so shop kind of guy kind of yeah well, more a skater okay. um i moved we moved down there i was a little I was a little older. The kids my age could were already really good surfing, mm-hmm. and it's a pretty rough community. Mm-hmm. And ridicule's tough as a ten-year-old. Right. So, right. <laughs> um, you know, I kind of stayed on land, but um, was functional. Um, you know, definitely spent a lot of time at the beach and the water, and so yeah. that was certainly the formative part. Uh, what really kicked it off for me is they were filming a movie, Cannonball Run, yeah. near where we lived, and so they were doing stunts on the street, like at the end of our block. So I watched that, and then I followed them down to what became the finale of the movie. And as a 15-year-old, actually was on set with Burt Reynolds and Farrah Fawcett oh and Don word. DeLuise and right? during the whole finale. And no one kicked me off. And then, you know, fast forward 15 years well, or so. you didn't tell the good part but, about with Farrah Fawcett. Oh, so the yeah. best part. So, and so the end of the movie on the Cannonball Run, they, you know, the end of the race, there's this like champagne pop, the champagne, and they're all spraying it. And so Farrah Fawcett, I mean, again, I'm 15, so this is 1978. Right, right. During her height. She ran behind me and grabbed my shirt to protect herself from <gasps> the champagne. So, yeah, that was pretty good. Uh, and so I had the bug. I had the idea. I, I, I want to do this. Yeah. I, I want to do this. Yeah. And so, I mean, it took it took some time, but um, ended up going down that path for a long time and yeah. spent 
you know, 25 years doing that. Um, my first job was Julie Roberts driver on Pretty Woman. Okay. And it just got, you know, just kills almost not better than it from there, but some things. Right, good, right. So. so you, so you have this fast paced, uh, fast paced life, and this really interesting um, situation going on. And I wonder, you know, you seem very happy here in East Hampton. You feel very. Uh, it seems to me like you're very content, and you love the community. And um, do you ever? Uh, I don't want to say miss California, but how do you? Was it an easy transition? Was it like it actually was, or, or, or do you not even you just that was a piece that that was that formed us, formed our business, formed or not formed, but um, contributed to who you are now, and now you're here. Yeah, I I was actually kind of shocked that he that Lenny adapted so well. Uh, I'm not so obviously not surprised that that I would, but right. um, you know even to the snow and uh, he gets very excited when hear blizzards are coming yeah, you know which is if we would get one which well yeah nowadays um but anyway i that's I mean, my perception you know, if you believe in vision boards or that kind of idea yes. my whole life i had this idea that i wanted to live in a small town where i could walk to restaurants and shopping uh, well, from there you home. Go. and you get what you ask for sometimes yes so, you do i mean it, it's you know it's a it's a small town and um, pace is definitely different than what yeah. I experienced most of my life, but there's also this amazingly rich culture yes. of art and food and entrepreneurship right. and uh, I mean support from nonprofits and community organizations. It's it's a community, and right. that's a piece that you don't get to see. You know, I mean, where I grew up, the town was sixty three thousand people, right? But the metropolitan area was 13 and a half million people. Right, right. Yeah. So, I mean, what, twice the, you know, L.A. County's twice the population of the whole state of Massachusetts. <laughs> and so it's, you know, it's a little, mm-hmm. it's, a, it's a, a little, little different. different. Yeah, traffic. <laughs> I had the exp- uh, pleasure of being in L.A. once, and it was, like, scary on the highway. It's, oh, it's, it took me forever. It's, it's to, not even, you think, I think, oh, 91 or the Mass Pike Highway. Uh, that's not even what a highway is but anyways let's so let's talk a little <laughs> bit about um cider house media and i would like to know um what area do you each of you consider yourselves to be an expert in that's a loaded you question first uh, <laughs> um, is it everything yeah. <laughs> no i mean it can't be you know no. i'm i'm definitely not a jack of all trades master of none but there i think there are a handful of places really down the marketing line and I think I was really lucky to work with to work in an industry where people could tell stories in 30 seconds mm-hmm. and evoke emotion mm-hmm. you know on the first pass right I find that to be one of the most remarkable things that is in existence as far as storytelling goes mm-hmm, mm-hmm. to be able to deliver something in a short form like that that can cause a visceral reaction tears or a smile mm-hmm. or it's just the, that's really good and I think just being around that for so long yep it made the transition to doing what I do because I'm not an advertising agency guy. Mm-hmm. I did not do design in college. Mm-hmm. I was a film guy in college. Mm-hmm. But to be able to make that transition was easy. So expertise, I think that um, visual side, so composition, how visual imagery can tell a story, right. how it can help words or dialogue or anything else tell a story. I would say I have mastery there. After doing this literally now for over 20 years, I have a pretty good mastery on what can sell. I, you know, being a salesperson was not something I ever thought of, 
But the reality is that if you're a small business owner, it, that's what you do. Yeah, every day. That, that is your job. Yeah. You, are the, you are the marketing arm. You're the sales yeah. arm. You're washing the dishes. You do it all. And so you better be good at a lot of those right. to make it happen. And so it was trial by fire. Mm -hmm. And it was places, I think, you know, it, what was what convinced us, I think, to jump in was we were already seeing competing in a big market in L.A., but, but not getting jobs there, but getting jobs all over the country because of our search engine optimization at the time or how people were seeing us on social media mm -hmm. or the you know, go look it up, the WordPress tutorial videos I was doing in 2008 and 2009. Right, right. Th those were, you know, at the time that was a way to get eyes on, uh, you know, the playing fields changed. Oh. And so, you know, I think we're good at and pretty nimble at adapting to what's going on. And we have our niche. So our target is people who live in communities like ours, mm -hmm. who have businesses that that matter, mm -hmm. that are part of the right. economic engine, right. um, that, you know, people want to go see and need to know about right. and you know the businesses that create services that might not be as sexy the insurance companies or you know things like that on the surface might not be great but you know helping them understand that their brand is also their customer service and not just their website right is a great thing to do so I think those places the you know a good marketing sense a good design sense understanding how the web works mm -hmm. how how to get um how to get people to your business right. and achieve some outcomes through through your web presence, through um, online and offline marketing, and but be able to tie those all together. Right. You know, for a certain level of business. I mean, we're not going to go, you know, yet work for Google. I mean, that's just not our wheelhouse. Right. You know, that's that's not what we do. There are agencies much better set up to do that. Yeah. But to help small businesses, you know, small regional, local important businesses tell their story. I think that's totally our wheelhouse. Right, right. How about you, Elizabeth? I, can I add something yes. to what he said? One thing that Lenny does is he has this confidence and this like willing to dive into things that he, you know, doesn't really know about, like if it's a new, new technology all the time. Mm -hmm. And I remember when we first, I were first starting and WordPress, you know, you can Go and, and I'm like, I don't want to touch that. Mm -hmm. I might break it. He goes, you can't break anything. Don't worry. Mm. Because it, so it was like, oh, it gave me the freedom. And I think that that comes across, you know, to our team. And right. it, at least it just kind of it de-stressed de me of, of well, about something. So I think that that's a really. A superpower? Yeah. Yeah. Totally. And I think it's important for um, whomever, ha you know, customers in general need, you know, they, they've come to whomever, you whatever business assuming that they're the expert so be the expert yeah and i think right and to throw some credit back towards elizabeth is you know i mentioned customer service being part of the brand i think that's where we yes. excel too is um we have we have this still have the same client that was my very first paid right client that was not a family member who threw me a hundred dollars right because they were being nice and so um Elizabeth nurtures those relationships really well. I mean, I think together we do it exceptionally well, but without her on part of that, I, I, I don't have the, I'm not scalable, so I don't have that capacity to manage those mm -hmm. relationships all the time as well. And that's right. where I think a, that we have this perfect kind of balance, you know, front end, back end, yep. you know, business creative side that goes on. And then there's the parts that overlap. 
And with a customer service, I mean, I, I mean, not to toot our own horns, but I, I go for it. Oh, you're here to toot your horns. <laughs> I, okay. um, do, it. do it. I think that we're really kind and, you know, nice, generous individuals and we're and we really love people and so it's challenging getting that to come across through an email yes you know but i it think can go that horribly those, awry i think that <laughs> very fast oh yes but um i don't think we've experienced too much of that but there is the potential that's a whole mm -hmm. other mm -hmm. subject but i think it's really important that people feel at ease and and that that we're not just some you know robots that are spitting out this templates. information and templates and things like that mm -hmm. and um, and I think that we do I think we do a good job of that you know like with even on zoom mm -hmm. you know with which we've all the world has uh, totally adapted to actually right. the, but, the if we have to pull a best thing a silver lining out of the pandemic sure. is actually how we do our client meetings now because it it was phone calls and you don't get to see anybody and I mean, sometimes people would come in, but if we have a client in Somerville, they're not going to drive for, you know, 100 minutes to two hours to get here. Right. You know, they're going to call. Right. But we can do it on Zoom and it's at face to face. So, you know, that's there's that's probably been the biggest shift through this is how adaptable everybody had to become. Right. To different, you know, different things. Right. And it's adaptability like we were talking before we started filming is that that's just not going to stop. No, that's not going to stop. And I have to say that I, you know, as much as we all kind of, well, Zoom, I've been on Zoom all day, Zoom, Zoom. But I prefer, I, I, I had a situation the other day when somebody said, well, you know, a phone call is going to be, you know, I, I'd rather have a phone call. And I was like, oh, really? Darn yeah. it. <laughs> Darn. Okay. Well, yeah, there are times <laughs> that that's good. And if it's someone you have a, an established relationship with, but it's yeah. the face to face time is really nice. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, you know, I think, um, yeah, it's definitely changed the way we work, but I think it's, it's changed. Pandemic changed the world. Yeah. I mean, you know, obviously, and yeah. it, it, that's was, and I know we might be jumping the gun cause you haven't brought that up yet, but that I think was the, well, it's kind of unavoidable. It's yeah. like interwoven with everything we have to talk about. Yeah, forth, I, right. Yeah. Yeah. And I think that that, you know, our, our notion, you know, because we are already online and doing so many things with so many tools, I think it gave us a little bit of a head start when it came when the pandemic happened mm -hmm. i mean we were already using zoom mm -hmm. it just became completely a different level of that mm -hmm. use mm -hmm. and comfortable yeah. comfortability and w uh, the interesting thing that happened right when the lockdown happened is we had we had um people who were in kind of our sales pipeline i hate to use that but right. who said no we're, we just don't we don't know what's going on we're going to stop and we had clients that were ongoing clients said oh we don't know what's going on we're yep. going to stop and so we're like what are we going to do right like What's this going to look like? Right. And so we kind of rode the first couple of months and not knowing what was going to happen in the world. But then what happened is slowly every, almost every sector of business that we worked with started coming back because they realized they needed help with online ordering. Like we got to do takeout. Um, you know, I mean, they're gone now, but Coco in the Cellar Bar was mm -hmm. our very first client here in East Hampton. Right. And we worked with them to get their, you know, to go order engine set up right and make that work and right. that was amazing because it kept them you know alive through most of the pandemic and i don't think it was economics only that had right. them go away but right. that you know that helped and i think you know with all kind all of a sudden businesses that were used to people walking in and sitting down at an insurance company like doing those conversations right it was a different thing so 
that and I don't think that's I don't think we're going to put that genie back in the bottle. Nope. Because now people are comfortable with it. So it's 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 changed the playing field. Yeah. So you can't have a site that won't work on your telephone. You can't have marketing messages on the top of your website or on your social media that don't resonate or resonate with not your audience and right. offends them or does you know, so there's suddenly this whole other level of care that has to be taken to make sure that even your existing customers clientele understand what you're up to right right um what is the best part of your each of your roles at cider house Elizabeth. Picking out the quote for the sign. Nice. <laughs> the sign. The infamous sign. Yes. The famous sign. Yes. We love the sign. Um, the region loves the sign. The, I, that, that is one. Do you know we get cards and in the mail? I like, believe it. In emails. Yeah. And yeah, it's amazing. Um, but truly, that is that is one of the highlights. To uh, I'm going to expand on that a little because she downplayed the cards thing. I mean, we've had cards from people who said, I've been suffering depression because of the loss of a loved one. Right. And I drive by your sign every day on the way to work, and it gives me hope. Nice. I mean, we get that. Isn't that after, yes. after really the wonderful. terrorist attack in France on the um, the magazine, I can't remember. Charlie Abadou. Yeah. yeah. Um, Abadou. We had on our sign, Nous sommes France. We are France. Yes. That's what we put up that day. And we're in the office, and this sweet little probably 80-year-old woman walks in and she says, I mean, is that your sign in a very strong French accent? Yeah. And and I, I think I was there and I said, yeah, we put that up and she just cried <gasps> and came over and hugged me. Aww. I mean, you know, I could almost close the doors right there and like, okay, we won. I know, right? We won the internet. We won the day. We won the sign. <laughs> right. So it's, it, it's a really important function, I think, community-wide that Elizabeth does with that sign. Yeah, so. I love it. Thank you for doing it. You're welcome. Yeah. Welcome. So what is, each of you, what is the best business advice individually each of you have ever gotten? I mean, it's it's kind of cliched, but fail forward fast. I love it. I you love know, it. Because y you don't, you if it's real, if everything's delivered to you, you don't learn anything from that. Other than it's easy, and then when you fail, you have no tools to right. deal with it. So, I love that. I'm gonna tell quit. you. I love that, and I'm gonna tell you why. Do you have you ever heard of Tom Bilyeu? Sounds familiar. He is the uh, one of the founders of Quest um, Nutrition Foods, and he's got many, many other businesses. Well, he happens okay. to be also a podcaster at the moment. But he said that he, for the longest time, had the worst self-esteem because, and he's like a he's like a multimillionaire. And he's younger than me. <laughs> so that's young. <laughs> and he um, said that, you know, he, for the longest time, that he, you know, fail, fail, I failed at this, I failed at that, I fail, I fail, I fail. And finally, he realized that he needed to switch that to, I'm not a failer, I'm a learner. And now he has this insatiable, you know, this need for, for learning new things and learning and trying things. And it's just completely, and as soon as he did that, the, his whole world changed. FYI. Yeah, and I think the lesson sometimes could be from failure is like, yeah, I'm not good at this. <laughs> I gotta go find yeah, something, well that's good something too. different. You yeah. know, the, the lessons are good. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Elizabeth? Uh, I don't know if anybody specifically said it, but I, the first thing that came to my mind was don't give up. Mm. And I, I have always been an entrepreneur in one way, one form or the other. The only time I had a nine to five was when I worked for Target. Uh, for a year and then I couldn't wow. go back in Target for wow. a while. That's a long time. That. Yeah, it was for me. It was. <laughs> um, but 
I, I think that, you know, and I'm, I'm really, a, a, I follow my intuition mm. very much, you know, and, and I think that, that that's the not giving up part, mm-hmm. you know, goes hand in hand with that, you know, it's be- because we'll, we'll, you'll, one will be pulled to do something mm-hmm. and then maybe it's not going so great. So maybe we should, no, trust, you know, this. And if that's still pulling you forward, you know, just don't give up. Run your own race. You know, I mean, have some common sense, of, of course, you know, but, but I think that that just underlying, yeah. you know, keep going, kid. Yeah. Know. Yeah, love that. What was the worst? The worst advice? Yeah, the worst business advice you've ever gotten. I, and again, I, I can't remember who it was, but somebody that had probably the worst person to listen to, somebody that didn't have a lot of, of business sense. We found out later that that wasn't the person to listen to, but had like really grandiose and not based in reality, <laughs> uh, you know, advice. and <laughs> advice. Uh. But we really learned from it. Well, really, really learned from it. So in a way, I'm I'm grateful right. for it. Right. You know, I get that too. That's awesome, Lenny. I don't know if there's one single piece, but you know, people are definitely free to. Oh, have you seen this really cool thing? You can do this website I found can do this thing for you. <laughs> like, yeah, thanks. That's not. We don't do that. Right. Oh, oh, but here, you should do this. Like, no, we don't do that. Yeah, right, right, But right. thanks. Yes. So, um, yeah, I can't really think of, I get you know, one saying. real instance of advice that I followed that was awful that okay. way. But people try. What was your <laughs> biggest business challenge? What is your biz- biggest, right now, biggest business challenge? I think that when we find clients that... Or, or just potential clients that don't understand the need for, you know, oh, just some little website. That how important it is. I know your online right. presence. Yes. they don't get it. I mean, even yeah. if this this day day and age, that is that's an obstacle. Yeah, you know, and sometimes we just have to let it go. Yes, so, you know, and it and I think it makes at least speak for myself. It kind of makes me a little sad. Yeah because they don't see how important it is and that just may not turn out very good for them in the long run no and it's it's a sad thing it is a sad thing elizabeth because it it, so often it's the first face that anybody sees especially nowadays yeah right and um it's it's so important i i can remember you know i had a um i was a massage therapist once upon a time and i um I thought, oh, you know what? I was in a previous life. I was also an interior, um, corporate interior designer, space planner, blah, blah, blah. And, um, you know, I thought, oh, I can design my own logo. Worst (laughs) possible thing that could ever happen. I can draw, you know. No, you need to, you need, you need someone to help you do that. You just need to, you need, it's going to be the best money that you've saved for and you've invested with that you could possibly spend. I mean, people you know. are starting to see more the importance of it, which mm. which is encouraging. But mm. still, you know, it's it's kind of out there. Yeah, yeah, it's tough. Well, I mean, I could I could probably figure out how to put our own toilet in the bathroom, right? Right. We'll do that, <laughs> right, but right, right. I don't know that I'll do it very good. Right. And so the plumber's a really good option to right. just you know handle it. Right. And I, I think that that's you know, and and I think because there are and they serve their purpose. 
but sites like Wix or Squarespace and even WordPress, oh, it's easy. You just get a template. I mean, if I had a dollar, okay, make it $10. For every time someone came to me with a site saying, oh, yeah, I had this person, you know, they built this site. And I look at it and go, they used that template and made it worse. Mm-hmm. Like, that's a, that's a good skill to have, to mm-hmm. be able to get work calling yourself a web designer and taking a product that's already really good and making it worse to deliver to your client. Mm. That's a, you know, an interesting skill to have. Right. And so the the DIY part on your marketing on the on the web, all of those things. I mean, I understand the shoestring budget idea. Small businesses don't have the capacity or the marketing funds or a marketing department. I get it. And there are tons of influencers who are showing up with a 200,000 Instagram followers telling you how to do how to do that. Uh, yeah. You know, yeah. it's good luck. Right. Because it, you know, it's it, you know, I can walk out in a thunderstorm too and probably won't get hit by lightning either. Right. But it can happen. Right. So <laughs> it's that, you know, it's that same thing. And you know, there are there are the the exceptions to the rule. But the rules really are consistency and being consistent and found so people no matter where they find you they understand. Mm-hmm. I think that's kind of the biggest Part of that is there's this illusion that DIY, especially on websites, but graphic design. Mm-hmm. I mean, Canva's great, but if you don't have a visual sense, you're going to build bad graphics, as right. good as the tools are. Right. You know, I have really good hammers at home. I'm not a, I just <laughs> couldn't build a house. Right, right, right. You know, it's not going to happen. So that's funny. What trend in twenty in, in 2020 since 2020 has accelerated due to the that that you see are accelerating due to the channel challenges of the pandemic? Did I just make sense? Yeah, I wish I could pull up my the blog post we did on that um, for trends yes. based on that. But um, I'm pretty sure in there we talked e-commerce yep. because all of a sudden, even if it was, even if it wasn't um, selling products, it could be just a way to accept money. Yep. Because they might not have a you know a back end where they could collect money, but just an easy way to do that because the face to face was gone. They couldn't swipe a credit card. So I think that part, you know, that's one part of it for sure. I think it was the use of virtual communication tools, yep. really having to, like we talked Zoom already and other tools, other means of communication. I think managing remote teams was a big thing. So using tools, again, that we were lucky we we're already using them because we yeah. have remote players since we started this. Mm. Um, Slack, Basecamp, Monday.com, uh, Harvest for payroll, because you can't, you know, you... If you're all in the same room, that's fine. It's you have a conversation. Mm. But if you're spread everywhere, all of a sudden you need to have some effective means to to manage to manage your employees, manage their tasks, um, manage workflows that you can't do in person. Right. So I think that's one of the biggest things for a lot of companies. I mean, obviously, service industries a completely different thing because you know restaurant workers aren't can't work remotely. Right, that right, doesn't right, happen. Right. But almost everybody else can. Yeah, I know, right? It's amazing. And so it's I think that's been the the biggest learn is how do how do we how do we keep how do we keep our employees, you know, our staff happy and working from home? How do we free up those distractions? How do we give them the tools they need mm-hmm. to communicate? How do we how do we keep the teams active with mm-hmm. each other? Mm-hmm. I think that's one of the biggest learning how to navigate mm-hmm. um, a whole a virtual office space rather than, you know, being in one building together. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um what is your biggest insight that you have gained since, as a result of COVID? Have you, is there an, an insight that ha- has kind of floored you or um, uh, impressed you or? 
Well, for me personally, I've always, our house, we're very fortunate, is right on the edge of, of a forest. Mm. And so yeah, I know. Every, every morning and every evening, I'm out walking with my dog, even rainstorm, dog? blizzard. <laughs> Ask him. Yeah, it's, ah, it's true, actually. Right. I mean, if he had a choice, he would go with that. Trust him. me, I know Letty. because the cat's mine. Yes, we we rescued <laughs> a, a Swiss white shepherd during COVID, and she's we if we've had her for one year, she's turning two in next week, and she's clearly Michael, my husband, is her favorite human, which makes me internally sad. Oh, well, could be worse. Plumbers, I'm, I'm Jackson's <laughs> second favorite human, so that's pretty good. Yeah, pretty I'm good. second. I will be out walking our dog, <laughs> and uh, and I've, I've always loved it, but then I would, you know, pre-COVID, go places and yep. go to meetings and be with people, and that made me, was such a release, you know, after being just inside all the time, <laughs> nothing personally. Uh, against you because <laughs> Lenny was the only one I was with but just there's something about that Nature. you know just w as we all have experienced like living in a closet and then going outside mm -hmm. and and then feeling like that the expansiveness you know mm -hmm. that the, and the clearing that that nature can bring so for me it was it really highlighted how important that is mm -hmm. I think to, to to all of us mm -hmm. you know to get out and just breathe mm -hmm. and and release sigh yeah exactly nice Lenny. you're gonna ask me the same question aren't i you? am that's a really good question because i mean when i started doing this before elizabeth and even when we were in los angeles we worked from home so oh. we were doing that so we so didn't have we didn't have an office space there and i mean i think you know what it it did rather than an insight but more like a reinforcement is it really showed how good we are together as a team nice because i mean for five years, four years in LA, we were 24 seven. I mean, we were working from home, everywhere we went was together, yeah. everything we did was together and we flourish. And you know, here, when, when we came here and had the office, we weren't around each other all the time anymore because Elizabeth was taking care of, of parents and yeah. you know, I was running the team and Elizabeth was working from home yeah. a lot of the time and it was a little different, but now the last two years being back, it just really reinforced that we're just really good together. Nice. We just, it just works. And we we fit in. We allow each other our space. Um, but you know, it's always nice to know that my other, you know, the other part of my being, you know, most important person to me, yeah. is there. And we just do that really well nice. together. So touche, lovely answer. Yeah, you're all right. <laughs> <laughs> all right, you guys, shifting the the energy just a little bit. I want to know from both of you. You have a soundtrack for your life. And there's one song that, a what one song absolutely has to be on that soundtrack? One song. Oh, you should I have that the most right eclectic away. taste in music. My Spotify. Uh, well, let's assume that all of them are there. But which one, uh, one, which one it has to be there and you'd be like mortified if it wasn't? Some James Bond no. theme. Well, no, because we have an adventurous life. Oh, that's Don't true. Don't you think that that would be cool? Yeah. Yeah, it's tricky because I mean, you're the music buff, so I'm gonna. You, you got this. Yeah, my tastes one. are all over, but so my favorite band my whole life has been Led Zeppelin. Okay. So I'm gonna say it's probably ten years gone by Led Zeppelin. Oh, I don't know. nice. Elizabeth? I don't get it. 
It's just it's a it's a great <laughs> song. song. He and loves it. He yeah. just loves it. No, what does it mean? What does it mean to you? That's what I mean. Ah. It's a it's a song about journey. And so it oh, kind of nice. does bring in that adventure, I guess. Mm-hmm. Nice. So what's up what's what's up next for the two of you? Um I think we're working really hard on now that we've been home and see what works and what doesn't work and and a whole slew of different kinds of clients coming our way is looking how we can be more nimble and mm. scale in those other areas. Wow. Um, so kind of coming back to some of our roots and taking more more care in, and especially now, not that we were sloughing before, but really pushing our, especially the smaller, low-budget clients, working on packages for them nice. so that we can, so that their websites will actually work. Yes, I right? get it. So yep. it's not just, you know, we were content with doing the brochures for people that was basically, a, you know, part of the referral engine like here's my card go see my site yeah it needs to be more than that because the opportunity for the last couple of years hasn't been there to hand someone your card to say right here, go see my site right because i don't see anybody so i think that it's, is it's, a huge point you know it's it's looking at at all those pieces and i think what's next for us is a little bit back to my roots on the filmmaking side I, that creative part has been lacking that's one of the things i miss a lot um, even though we get a I get into a lot of creative stuff. I think that piece, there's, there's going to be pieces of that Sweet. showing up at some point because I miss doing that part. Nice. Excellent. So where can people find you? Everywhere. Everywhere. Um, where is it to find? Um, obviously, a website, if we're going there, is ciderhouse.media. You can find us on all the socials, um, Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, Pinterest, at, at ciderhouseMA, username. Nice. Uh, for the most part, we stay pretty active. You get a pretty good idea of who we are and what we do from those. Okay. Um, you know, the old adage about a cobbler's kids having no shoes <laughs> is true sometimes because it's sometimes hard to manage our own social medias when we're right. doing that for everybody else. Yep. Um, but so you can find us there and yeah, we're easy to find. Excellent. And easier when we get back in the office again. Thank you so much to the both of you for taking time out of your busy day, your busy schedules and spending it here with us and our our pleasure we love you mo oh i love (laughs) you back thanks man and i also want to thank um east hampton media for helping us uh, make this all that it can be in this project so wonderful and exciting um if you would like to know more about uh the east hampton chamber you can find us at easthamptonchamber.org um you can also find out more about east hampton media at easthamptonmedia.org and you can see the podcasts on the YouTube channel for both East Hampton Media and The Chamber. I want you to make sure that you check that out. Smash the like button, share, all that sort of stuff. You hit can the fi- bell, too, so you get notified when the next one goes up. That's right. Hit the bell. And you can listen to us on Spotify, I, Apple, a podcast, anywhere you get your podcast. So there's audio and there's video as well. So thank you. And Peace out, everyone.